today's khatira, I wanted to mention some of the unique blessings that our Nabi and our Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam has been given amongst all of mankind. Our scholars have mentioned that our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam has been blessed and preferred and made unique in so many ways that he is the only human being in all of creation that has been given certain specialities. These are called khasa'isun nabi, the specialities of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And in fact, some of our early scholars actually wrote treatises about khasa'isun nabi. And every single classical book of seerah and explanation of the seerah has sections entitled khasa'isun nabi. What is the khasa'is? What is the specialities that our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam has been given and nobody else has been given? And this list is much longer than can be summarized in one short khatira. But just to bring you some of the points that are mentioned and maybe in other khatiras I can continue mentioning some other points as well. Today inshallah let's try to mention, um, let's try inshallah seven of them. Bismillah. So of the khasa'is that is unique to him that no other makhluk has been given is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose him to be the seal and the final of the prophets of Allah. So wahi stopped with him and he was the last human being that Jibreel regularly visited and he was the last of Allah's makhluqat that was a direct communication to earth. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose him to be khatam and khatim both of them are his titles. Khatam is the seal. You know when you close a letter, you seal it. That's it, it is shut now. So the wahi is shut with him. And khatim is that. And khatam is of course is the ending. Khatim is the ending, khatam is the seal. And our Prophet is both the seal and he is the ending. He is the end, no prophet comes after him. And he is the seal that Allah has chosen. No human being has that title. Of the specialities of our Prophet he is the only human being that Allah chose to send not only to the, to the humans, but to the jinn as well. No previous prophet was sent intentionally to the jinn. The previous prophets, their messages were absorbed by the jinn indirectly. The previous prophets, like uh, Musa alayhi salam, as mentioned in Surah Ahqaf, that they would hear of a book. Musa sent it. Musa revealed it. They would hear of a book. Sorry, it was revealed on Musa. They would hear of a book. But Musa was not sent to the jinn. The jinn heard the revelation and they embraced. And from the jinn, there were a group called the Nudur, the, the, the warners, righteous jinn, who then spread to the other jinn, the teachings of Musa, the teachings of Jesus. But Allah never sent Musa and Jesus to the jinn. As for our Prophet sallallahu one of his khasa'is, the only human being that Allah sent to both Bashar and jinn. And that is why on multiple occasions he would interact directly with the jinn and teach them their sharia and teach them ahkam or rulings that they needed to know. And there are therefore sahaba amongst the jinn and there are tabi'un amongst the jinn and there are hadith narrations amongst the jinn that we do not have because he taught them specially. And our Prophet ﷺ said, I have been sent to both thaqalain, al-jinn and al-ins. No human being has been sent to jinn and ins. This is of his khasa. Of the khasais of the Prophet, number what now? You guys memorizing this? Number? 
Number three of the khasais of the Prophet wasallam is that every previous Prophet, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent a book or revelation and gave him miracles to prove the book. So the miracles were sent to prove the revelation. So the Prophet Musa has his miracles, the staff and whatnot. The Prophet Isa has his miracles, resurrecting the dead and whatnot. And that is great and that's a blessing Allah gave them. Our Nabi وسلم, was blessed with something that was unique to any prophet before him. And that is that the revelation and the miracles were combined in one. So the revelation is the book and the book is the revelation and the miracle is the book and the book is the miracle all in one. There is no need for validation outside of the book. You see the Injil, you need to prove the Injil by the miracles of Jesus. The Torah, you need to prove the Torah by the miracles of Moses. As for the Quran, the Quran is the miracle, the mu'jiza is the wahi, and it is combined in one. And no prophet before our Prophet ﷺ had that. Therefore, it is the most powerful book, and it is the most obvious miracle, because the miracle in the book don't need anything to validate. They have self-validation, right? The book validates itself. The book is the miracle. You don't need an external proof to prove the book. And that is why our Prophet ﷺ said that because of this I hope to have the largest number of followers that the largest group of followers because no miracle has been more obvious than the miracle of the Quran and the Quran is the eternal miracle and I've given lectures about the miraculous nature of the Quran so the Quran being the miracle of course one of the main things about it you see the miracles of Jesus who amongst us saw him resurrect the, the dead and heal the leper the miracles of Moses did anybody see the Red Sea split amongst us we have to believe in previous nations and we do believe alhamdulillah as for the miracle of the Quran every one of us can sense it feel it touch it hear it experience it the time and the space factor have been lifted up from the miracle so the miracle of the Quran is eternal and anybody who wants to taste that miracle, see that miracle, experience that miracle, can do so. And this is no doubt one of the best khasais our Prophet ﷺ has been given. This is point number what? Three. Point number four, moving on. Point number four. And, and point three, four, five are all about the book because there are so many specialities about the book that the Prophet has given. Point number four. Allah promised our Prophet ﷺ something. He promised no other Prophet about the book. The previous books, the previous books, The rabbis and the priests were entrusted with protecting the book of Allah. This is in the Quran, Surah Al-Ma'idah. The rabbis and the priests, Allah said, you are in charge of protecting the book. And when they took charge, they decided to, يُحَرِّفُونَ الْكَلِمَةَ عَمَّ وَاضِعِهِ They added, they inserted, they made things that is going to be beneficial for their understanding and whatnot. And so the book was corrupted. As for the Quran, the wahi to our Prophet wasallam. What did Allah Azza wa Jal say to our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? إِنَّ عَلَيْنَا جَمْعَهُ وَقُرْآنَ It is upon us to compile it. And it is upon us to recite it to you. Don't worry about it. إِنَّا نَحْنُ نَزَّلْنَا ذِكْرَ وَإِنَّا لَهُ لَحَافِظُونَ Don't worry, Ya Rasulullah. We will take charge of protecting this Quran. So Allah تَكَفَّلَ بِحِفْظِ الرِّسَالَةِ He was the one who 
took charge of protecting the Risala and the Wahi that came down. No one can tamper with the Quran because Allah has taken charge of this. Unlike the Old Testament and the New Testament, Allah did not take charge and He said, I'm going to leave it entrusted upon you. And when they were to give in this, they eventually corrupted and they changed. And now, as we know, it is no longer the original. So this is another blessing that our Nabi ﷺ was given that Allah said to him in the beginning of the wahi because he was, as Ibn Abbas said, he was worried that he would forget the wahi and he would start reciting the Quran as soon as Jibreel started reciting. And Allah said in the Quran, don't worry, we are going to gather it for you. Right? Don't have your tongue repeat after Jibreel. Don't worry. Inna we are going to gather it and we will recite it to you. When we recite, you just have to follow. Don't worry. Your memory will be perfect. We will make sure of it. So this is point number four. Allah blessed our Nabi. No other Nabi was blessed that Allah said, I will take care of your book. Point number five is that within this book, so three, four, five are all about the book because so many blessings about the book that our Prophet has given. Point number five, within the book, Allah revealed what He did not reveal to any previous revelation. The blessings in the Quran and the specific blessings of verses and surahs in the Quran is unique and there's a long list of blessings here. For example, Surah Al-Fatiha, Sab Al-Mathani, Allah never gave anything similar to this. Ayatul Kursi is the greatest ayah that Allah has revealed in all of the revelations. There is no ayah that is more blessed than Ayatul Kursi. The Khawatim of Surah Al-Baqarah, the Prophet said, Allah sent it down from under the throne. No prophet before me has been given anything like it. So there are so many examples of revelations within the Quran, I should say surahs and ayat, that are unique and that are blessed above any other revelation and any other uh, previous book. So this is point number five of the khasa'is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose to reveal the best book. He protected the book and he made the book the mu'jizah and within the book he, pre he presented so many specific ayat and verses that no previous book had. All of this is of the khasa'is of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Point number six of the unique characteristics that no other human has been given is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made a qasam directly and indirectly about the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and through the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Qasam in Arabic is a means of emphasis, right? So even in English, you know, you give a qasam, you give an oath, right? So qasam is meant to emphasize something. And we as Allah's makhluq, we cannot give a qasam except with Allah and the names and attributes of Allah. So when we say, Wallahi, I swear by Allah, I swear, we have to give qasam only by Allah and the names and attributes of Allah. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give qasam by any of the creation if He wants to. And when He gives qasam by the creation, this indicates the magnificence of the creation. Allah does not give qasam upon any creation. So, وَالشَّمْسِ وَضُحَاهَا وَالْفَجْرِ Right? So, وَالضُحَا Allah gives qasam by magnificent signs. Signs that anybody who sees will recognize who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. So, when Allah gives a qasam, the object of qasam, it indicates Allah's honor to that object. And it indicates that that object is self-evident to prove Allah's power and qudra. That's why Allah is giving a qasam by it. And if you look at the Quran, a qasam, they're always about amazing miracles around us that we take for granted. No human being has been the subject of qasam except our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. 
And there are two verses that we can indicate here. One of them indirect qasam and one of them direct qasam. As for the indirect qasam, فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ Here, of course, the qasam, Allah is saying, Your Lord. I swear by your Lord, Ya Rasulullah, that they do not believe. So here, the qasam is, of course, Allah Himself, your Lord. But Allah, the phrasing that Allah uses, okay? I swear by your singular. In the Arabic, you can say you singular. Rabbika, Ya Rasulullah. So Allah Azza wa Jal, the kaf here, Rabbika is Rasulullah, right? Rabb is, of course, Allah. Your Lord, Ya Rasulullah. So Allah is using the singular pronoun. When it comes to our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and saying with a qasam that Ya Rasulallah, they will never believe, I swear by your Lord, until they believe in you. This is an honor that the dhamir or the pronoun Allah used for the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Even more explicit is the direct qasam. And as Al-Qadi'iyad and others say, this is an honor that no creation has been given. That Allah swore qasam by the life of the Prophet ﷺ. There is no other makhluq, creation, uh, I should say human creation, obviously makhluq, heaven and earth, Allah gave qasam. I mean by makhluq here, a, a human being. No other human being that Allah Azza wa Jal swore by his life. And it is in the Qur'an. I swear by your life, Ya Rasulullah, that they are lost in their misguidance. Here it is a qasam by the life of the Prophet. So Allah is giving a qasam by his life. There is no other human being that Allah has said by your life other than our Prophet. And that is of the greatest honors to him. This point number. Six. Now we go to the final one for today. As for the list, it is much longer than any khatira, so please understand. The final one for today is an amazing one, amazing speciality given to our Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Allah azza wa says in the Quran about our Prophet sallallahu alaihi to the Sahaba that لا تجعلوا دعاء الرسول بينكم كدعاء بعضكم بعضا. Don't call out to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam like you call out to one another. So. The Sahaba understood we cannot address him by his name in his lifetime. We do not say, Ya Muhammad, in his lifetime to call out to him. Allah said in the Quran, don't call out to him like you call out to other people. So they're supposed to show respect when they address him directly. Obviously, when you talk about him, you may say his name is Muhammad. You may mention him like that in khabar. But in nida, in calling, we are not allowed. If we see the Prophet, we're not allowed to say, Astaghfirullah, Ya Muhammad, Astaghfirullah. We don't speak to him like a normal human being. He is, of course, human, but we don't address him like this, right? You get my point. Allah says in the Quran, now, what is the khasa'is? Allah Himself and the Quran's language itself lived up to this condition. In the entire Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls out all of the prophets by name. Allah speaking to Adam, right? Allah speaks, Ya Nuh, let the ark go and it will settle in peace. Ya Ibrahimu qad saddaqta ru'ya. Oh Ibrahim, you have fulfilled the uh, vision. That, ya Musa, inna istafaytuka ala nasi bi risalati wa bi kalami. Oh Musa, I have chosen you and made you uh, special by speaking to you directly. Ya Isa ibn Maryam, anta qulta lil nas. Did you say, oh Jesus, ya Yahya, khud al kitaba bi quwwa. Ya Dawood, inna ja'annaka khalifatan fil ard. Every rasul is called by his name except one. 
When Allah wants to call our Nabi and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what does he say? Ya ayyuhan nabiyyu, ya ayyuhan rasoolu. He never says in the whole Quran, Ya Muhammad, never. Because he himself has told us, don't call the Prophet like you call each other. And even our Rabb demonstrates in the Quran that language. And he calls him by his title, the honorific title, Ya Rasul Allah, Ya Nabi, Ya Rasul. Allah has chosen you to be the messenger. Allah has chosen you to be the prophet. So that status is mentioned in the Quran and not the name. And this is of the khasa'is that no other prophet. And the Quran's language is clear. Every prophet, Ya Adam, Ya Nuh, Ya Musa, Ya Dawood. But there is never in the Quran, Ya Muhammad. Yes, the Quran mentions Muhammadur Rasulullah. That's khabar. That's khabar. That's not nida. Khabar is description. Khabar is a sentence. Of course, we mention the name of the Prophet in a sentence. But when we call him with Ya, then we say Ya Rasulullah, Ya Nabi Allah. And Allah Azza wa Jal Himself uses in the Quran that same language that He did not use for any other Prophet. And so, especially in these days and what is going on, Alhamdulillah, we thank Allah. We have our Prophet and our Rasul and our Nabi. He is indeed the Ashraful Makhluqat. He is indeed the most honored of all of the Prophets of Allah. And because we are in His Ummah, it is an honor for us. We should thank Allah that Allah chose us to be in the Ummah of the Prophet ﷺ. It is our honor that we are in His Ummah. It is an honor for us that Allah chose us to be of the followers of the Prophet ﷺ. So we thank Allah for having guided us to be of this Ummah and for having chosen us to be in the Ummah of the Prophet ﷺ. And inshallah, Maybe another lecture will continue other khasais. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Allah وَلَا يَؤُودُهُ حِفْظُهُمَا وَهُوَ الْعَلِيُّ الْعَظِيمُ